Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this uh, Tuesday, the 10th of November. I hope that uh, you are well today and uh, and just, you know, experiencing the nearness of God in some way, uh, opening yourself, being able to hear, see, feel, whatever that sense would be, uh, God's nearness and God's great love for you. Um, okay. This whole week, my friends, this whole week, there is a saint every day. Yesterday, we celebrated the uh, Feast of the Dedication of the Lateran Basilica. That was a big feast. Uh, And it's not like these are lesser feasts, so I I don't want to make that insinuation. But every day, we're going to have a memorial this week. I don't think it's going to change our reading out of the 17th chapter of Luke for any of the rest of them. Yesterday was a major feast, so it did. But the rest of these are our memorials. But today is St. Leo, and it's uh, beginning the beginning of a cacophony of uh, holy women and men who we'll be hearing about uh, the rest of this week. So, St. Leo the Great, but a uh, doctor of the church, by the way. Uh, there's only about, I want to say, 34-ish doctors, so this is, this is pretty big praise. But today, we're going to read out of the 17th chapter of Luke, 17, uh, 7 to 10. So Luke 17, verses 7 to 10, if you would like to follow along. Let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the apostles, Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here immediately and take your place at table. Would he not rather say to him, Prepare something for me to eat. Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, this is a a gospel that really is just kind of, um, it's pretty in your face, or at least it was for me. So, Jesus is speaking to the apostles. So, he's speaking to the twelve, as it says in the beginning. So, he's um, he's inviting them, you know, the, the, one of the titles of the Pope that, uh, I know John Paul used to use, and I don't know if it's one of the general titles, uh, or just one John Paul used, but that I love the image, the servant of the servants of God, meaning the Pope was the servant to the other bishops who were the servants to the people of God. So a servant to the servants of the people of God. That that is what it's called, of course, to be a leader within the church. It's to serve. Jesus shows us that so well in John chapter 13, right? When he, uh, at the Last Supper, takes off his outer garment and ties a a robe around his uh, waist, uh, a towel around his waist, and proceeds to, to wash the feet of the, the people uh, of his 12, of, of those, those chosen, those gathered at that table that evening. Well, Jesus is challenging us, though, here in a different way. 
Not that, that we're not called to be servants. Of course we are, because we're the servant in this, in this parable, this story he's telling. But which one among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing, coming in from the field, doing all the hard work, come here immediately and take your place at the table while I serve you? No. He says, that's not the deal, is it? A servant is a servant is a servant. And they're always serving. And, and their point is, his point, I think, is at the end of the day, when, when you're all done, okay, that's when you can take your meal and things. But at the end of the day, we just say, hey, this is, this is who we are. Um, when you have done all that has been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. We have done what was ours to do, which was serve. And I think there are times, and I think it's human nature, brothers and sisters, that um, sometimes we can feel we deserve, or maybe that's too strong of a word, that we are entitled to. Again, that's a strong word, too. But that we are owed some sense of gratitude for the work that we do. Maybe the work that we do every day in in life, uh, whatever is ours to do, that for which we are paid. And, and we feel we deserve some thanks um, for that. Uh, or maybe it's the work that we do around our house uh, for the rest in the family, and we feel like we are owed some sense of gratitude for that, uh, or whatever other work that, that is in front of us. And what I think Christ is challenging us to today is saying, brothers and sisters, that's part of the deal. If you're signing up to be a follower of mine, you're following up to be a servant to the servants of the poor, of the people of God. You're signing up for service. And that service is not so we can be recognized. That service is not so others then at other times can serve us and say thank you. But that service is simply what it's called and what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, Khalil Gibran, the uh, author of uh, the book The Prophet and, and other books as well, I know The Prophet is the one that, uh, with which I am most familiar, uh, once said, work is love made visible. That service that we do to one another, that is love made visible. And, and love is not love so we can be acknowledged in that, um, so we can be seated at a table so those whom we serve uh, say, oh, thank you so much. You know, it's that goes back to that wonderful line of Martha, not the one where she is challenging Jesus to have Mary, uh, who's sitting at his feet, come and help, uh, when she's a little more focused on, hey, this is not fair. Another time when Jesus visits, and it simply says, Martha served. That's what she did. That's who she was. Brothers and sisters, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ means to serve. It's what we are obliged to. To do. We don't have to say yes to being a disciple of Jesus. That, that's, therein lies our choice. But if we choose to say yes, that's part of the deal. We have simply done 
what we were obliged to do. Let's talk a little bit about Leo. Uh, Leo was pope back in the 5th century, uh, I believe from 440 to 461. So pope for quite a long period of time, 21 years. And um, one of the things for which he is most known, now one doesn't get to be a doctor of the church for being known solely for this, but was he was a great administrator. <laughs> isn't that something? One would think to be a saint uh, is, not, is to be more than an administrator. But that was one of the, the greatest things he did. Now remember, he was living at a time where the Roman Empire was falling apart. And to be a great administrator would be to hold together the center, to hold together all that is around that is falling off. And if you had the ability to hold together an empire that was crumbling, uh, that is an incredible work. Uh, one of the things that he did, as a matter of fact, was when the Huns and Attila, you know, was their leader, were, were approaching the uh, city of Rome from the north, um, that uh, Leo went out and, and was the peacemaker. He went out himself. Uh, and I want to say he went out by himself or with a very small cohort. He did not go out with an army. He went out to meet Attila, and through that bargaining, uh, it was not the Huns who sacked uh, Rome at that time. I want to say that was later that the, the Visigoths did that. But uh, it was not the Huns. And through his work, through his bravery, his courage, again, that's something you and I can access. Uh, he went out to meet the problem. He didn't avoid the problem. He went out to meet it. And, and because of that, was able to save not only the city, but the empire. Uh, he was um, uh, incredibly pastoral. In fact, a, a, a man before his time in that he did not speak on a language that was churchy. Uh, he did not uh, speak on a language that was uh, to uh, only the theologians and the learned within the church. He spoke in an everyday sort of way that the people of Rome, largely uneducated of the empire, could understand what he was he was saying, and were invited to holiness through the ordinary, through the ordinary. Um, and and it, Leo was the pope during uh, the Council of Chalcedon. I want to say that was 451. In the midst of his papacy, and the Council of Chalcedon was the one that uh, firmed up the teaching. Now, it had been talked about and discussed at previous councils, particularly Ephesus, but uh, at Chalcedon was the one where they embraced and, and codified that Jesus was fully human and fully God. Now, one may think that's, you know, of course, we take it for granted, even though we may not understand it, but that he was fully God and fully human. But at the time, that was, again, earth-shattering and, and a large rift between the Eastern and the Western Church. We're the Western Church, the Roman Church. The Eastern is what eventually became the Orthodox, the Byzantine at the time. And again, uh, in his administrative capacity, in his capacity to, he must have been a nine on the Enneagram, bring people together, he reached out to the East and, uh, and helped them. Uh, embrace or at least come to an understanding of what this new teaching was. Uh, and so again, he was just, he was an incredible administrator. His pastoral was why he's a doctor of the church, his, his simple way of bringing 
the, the pastoral realities. But he was placed at a time where those administrative organizational abilities he had was used to hold together a church and an empire. Isn't that something? Brothers and sisters, again, I, I say it again. I just, we think of all the, the qualities of sainthood. Administration is not one of them. But yet Paul, in uh, when he's listing the, the uh, you know, uh, the abilities in the church that are needed, apostles first and, and teachers second and, and you know, healer or, or those who speak in time. Administrators is one of them. It's like, <laughs> who'd have thunk? And it, it brings to mind that great quote by Martin Luther King. I'm going to read it today uh, because I, I just love it. If a man or woman is called to be a street sweeper, they should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. They should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great, a great street sweeper who did their job well. Brothers and sisters, whatever it is, the gifts that you have been given, you and I can use them to become saints. And not that that necessarily is the end goal that I become a saint, but we can use them to build the kingdom of God. Leo did it for 21 years as Pope to administrate and hold together in his nineness, in his ability to, to mediate, uh, mediate warring factions, mediate warring factions within a church that was struggling, and to speak simply what are the gifts you and I have today, and how can we use them so that the angels would look and say, here lived a great administrator or a great whatever it is um, who did their job well, because that's what builds the kingdom. Let's pray. Again, and let's bring our intentions before our Blessed Mother as we continue through the uh, luminous mysteries of the church here today. And so we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The second luminous mystery, the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessings, my friends. Thanks for opening God's Word with me again today. And uh, we ask St. Leo, pray for us. God's peace.